Hey, it's Jeff and Jeremy from the Ultra Running Guys. And if you're here, you probably already know that we started this podcast to help you take your next step in your ultra running journey. But what you may not know is that in addition to this podcast, we also host two live races in the Wilmington, North Carolina area that are designed to do the same. The first is the final countdown, which takes place on September 16th. And whether you've never run before or you're a hardcore ultra veteran, this race is designed to help you find your limits. And we will be there to help celebrate with you. And we have now opened registration for the Hydra, which will take place on April 20th and has a 50K individual, a 50K relay, and a half marathon option. Whatever option you choose, we promise that slaying the Hydra will be unlike any race you've ever experienced. All right, so mark your calendars, share with your friends, and visit us at theultrarunningguys.com or check out the links in the show notes for more info. And with that, enjoy the episode. And remember, when in doubt, just show up. Okay. And welcome back to the Ultra Running Guys. You got Jeremy Reynolds and Jeff Winchester of the Ultra Running Guys. And we're excited to be excited to be back with episode two of our race spotlight series. So the reason that we're here is to help you take your next step in your ultra running journey. But part of that journey is knowing where it may take you. So the goal of this series is really to spotlight different races and help you understand if it's right for your next step. And who better to help us understand about the races than the race directors themselves? Absolutely. I am excited also. Um, this week, though, we are going to be taking a look at the Tunnel Hill 100, which is a 100-mile race located in southern Illinois. And the claim to fame for Tunnel Hill is that it is a fast, fast, fast 100. <laughs> and it has a little over 600 feet of elevation over the entire 100 miles. And when... Um, I guess I keep wanting to say it's fast because that's like the most important thing to me because it's flat. Um, the race takes place, though, in November, um, eliminating the risk of a hot day and is one of the races, the first races in the lottery for Western states historically. And so what I mean by, by, by that and the reason that's important is because if you're looking to run this race and want to qualify for 2025, then you would want to run it this year in November. The course is crushed limestone and uses the Tunnel Hill State Trail with a highlight of running through a 600-foot tunnel. It's a long tunnel. It's a long tunnel. It used to be 800 feet, but 200 feet fell down ah. beside the point and over wooden trestles along the way. So with that, we would like to welcome to the show Steve, Dur Steve Durbin, race director for the Tunnel Hill 100. Welcome, Steve. Hey, guys. Well, look, we're really excited about this. And Tunnel Hill is something I've heard people talk about, uh, you know, for couple years i know there's been some really big highlights and we won't steal your thunder on that but why don't you just give us a quick how long has the race been around and why do you think people keep coming back to the tunnel will tunnel hill 100 my gosh <laughs> uh, the race has been around since 2014 and um i don't know if you're interested in how we got started and why we chose tunnel hill in the first place absolutely uh, okay so yeah, um, I've done some uh, fun races before, Barkley, the Barkley Marathons with my friend Laz, and uh, we do other races together. Well, I have a, a race, Land Between the Lakes, in western Kentucky, and, and a guy who ran it, Jason Clonch, said, hey, we've got a banquet coming up, River to River Runners Club, which was across the river from me, and I lived in Paducah, Kentucky, western Kentucky. So Vianna, Illinois, where the site of the Tunnel Hill race is, is about 30 miles from there. So Jason ran LBL and said, our banquet's coming up. Would you want to come and be our speaker this year and uh, talk about some of the crazy things you've done? 
because back then <laughs> wasn't that many people running hundreds. And um, so I said, sure. So first thing I did was call my buddy Laz and said, you want to go with me? And he said, sure. So we went, we talked about it. And afterwards I talked to Jason about, Hey, what, what about putting a hundred miler on, on the tunnel Hill state trail? And he said, that sounds like a great idea to me. So we worked out the details and we had our first race um, in November of 2014. So if you, do you want to know what happened that year? <laughs> um, yes. And then I know there's a couple of big highlights. So do that and then give us the highlights kind of that have happened between then and now, because we know it's a unique race. Okay. Uh, the first year, it was 75 degrees on Thursday. Well, then the polar port, the polar vortex came in and it was 18 on race morning. Whew, that's the, cold. Yeah. The state park said, okay, we got to turn the water off. You can't have water. So we had to figure out a way to get water to the main eight stations. My good friend, Tracy Falbo ran that year. Hmm. And she said she ran 1445. And which was an American record for an FKT at the time. So that put us on the map as got people's attention because everybody knew Tracy. Well, she was the world record holder for 48 hours uh, at set it that summer. So that kind of got us started. And then 2015, Mike Bialik came down from Minnetonka, Minnesota and ran 1252, mm. um, which was the fastest time in North America, about 45 minutes. So the the whole philosophy at Tunnel Hill and the reason it was set up the way it is, is we wanted it to be a fast course and you can equate fast with easy if you want. Uh, it's still a hundred miles. Right. But at the time, everything was Barkley-esque. It's Barkley-esque. It's a tough mutter. This is the hardest race in the world. Um, I wanted to go something different. Um, let's make it something runnable for everybody. You, you know, if you, if you've never, because back then there were more marathons and such than there were hundreds, a lot more, obviously. And people, as they get older, they can't run as fast. Right. So they're looking to go farther. Right. So Everybody was kind of looking for a 50 mile or a hundred, but it's pretty daunting if you think about it. So we say, okay, um, this is the race for you. And our slogan's always been, how fast do you want to run? So if you're an elite, do you want to try to set a world record? Do you want to set a national age group record? But you don't have to be elite. You can be anybody and go for it. Uh, we have... Uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'd be willing to bet that half the people that come to our race at Tunnel Hill set their personal best. I think, so I'm going to jump in. So the, how fast do you want to run? I think mm -hmm. it's an amazing slogan, both for, Hey, if you're, if you're working on your fitness and you're looking for that PR and you're going out to see what you can do, it sounds like it's a great course for that. It also sounds so approachable for somebody who's eyeing their first 100 you know, is realizing, okay, I don't want all the elevation in my first one. I want something that's more runnable. You know, it sounds like Tunnel Hill kind of spans that from 
we say speed, right? But a lot of people, it's not going to be to your point fast, but it's how fast do you want to run? I think that's great. Yeah, I think it all also allows a lot of people the first opportunity to go sub 24, which is a very popular thing in hundreds as well. It's, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely designed for that as well. What do you think is your favorite thing personally about the race? My favorite thing is, is obviously the runners uh, and uh, working with the community. We, we picked Vienna, Illinois. It's a very small community and one that's kind of been passed over, over the years, um, nearby towns, things have gone there instead of to Vienna. But, uh, and by the way, it looks like Vienna. I was going to say, it, I'm glad you it, said it out loud because I would have said Vienna. Yeah. So <laughs> if you say Vienna, then they're going to know then you're, you're out. Do you know? That's why in the intro, I said Southern Illinois because I wasn't sure of the pronunciation <laughs> of it. It's thinking... like Cairo, Illinois instead of Cairo. So it's called Little Egypt, that whole area over there. But uh, it's cool. The people were so helpful. Uh, so I really like working with the community there. When I first talked to them about, perhaps putting on a hundred mile race, they assumed it was a bicycle because, you know, their Tunnel Hill Trail has been featured on the national publication for rails to trails. Mm. Um, and so a lot of bikers come and ride it. it. It's actually about 57 miles long, but we only use the bottom 25 because I think that's the prettiest part. Uh, it's got these awesome rock formations. We have people, they come to rock climb there these long trestles, the cool, the cool tunnel, wetlands to the south. It's just a very pretty course. So I like that too. Um, but dealing with, with the community, the volunteers, uh, my co-director, I need to get his name in here because he's awesome, Jason Clonch, the same guy who invited me to speak at River to River. He takes care of all the the volunteers and the aid station. So he's, he's, uh, invaluable. My wife, Terry is my medical person. She goes out of her way to make sure everybody, all the runners are happy and, and we do whatever we can to make their race special. I love it. So we've talked about, Hey, it's a great race for your, for your first one. Potentially it's a great race to try to go set your PR. It's pretty, it's rails to trails, which means you shouldn't get lost, right? You're not, not a lot of turns. Not a lot of turns. But because I know that there's always this, right? What do you think that runners underestimate about this race? Or is there anything that runners should be aware of when they're showing up on race day? Sure. Um, we, our race is on the first weekend when, when we go back on standard time. So some people, it's almost a two-hour difference. If you're coming from the east and now you're in central time, uh, it's dark sooner. They're not adjusted to that quite yet. They they don't prepare properly, um, and that catches them by surprise. So it's it's touted as easy, but it's still 100 miles. And so you have to be ready to go. And I think that's what kind of surprises them is, you know, sometimes it's colder. I mean, it gets dark sooner. It's co and so it's colder sooner. They, they don't have the proper things in their drop bags or whatever. So if you're listening and you're thinking about Tunnel Hill, extra batteries for that headlamp, because you may need them as well as mm -hmm. plan for potential temperature swings, right? That time of year, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we have people come and say, oh, you know, I, I can't run. It's too flat. And then we have other ones talk about the big hill going to the tunnel. It's too hilly. So it, it's all in what you, uh, it's, you know, it's all in what you train for. I, I think you're smarter to train for a little flatter and it's, it's, it's a double out and back. It's just a letter rip kind of course. You don't run around circles around a lot of people. You just run fast and, you know, as fast as you want to go. A lot of people go out too, too fast. So that's something to be aware of as well. Um, I don't know how many times I've been told that. So um, one thing they have to be that puts most people out of the race is their car is right there at 50 miles. Uh And we, we like to encourage people to go for it. So go for a hundred miles, a lot of, a lot of, it's not as much as used to be, but when we first started racing, you know, putting on races 20 years ago and even with Tunnel Hill 10 years ago, if you signed up for a hundred and you didn't finish a hundred, I didn't care. They didn't care if you ran 75 miles or 80, you got a DNF. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. We have your time at 50 miles. So we, we're going to give you, if you run at least 50 miles, we're going to give you your 50 mile official time. And I'm going to give you your 50 mile buckle because you've earned it. And then a lot of people, so that, that frees people up to, okay, let me try it because a lot of people make it lots of people, you know, they come in, you asked me what my favorite thing was to see runners come in and at the finish to see their kids waiting for them, see them run across the line together. Their, their spouse who's been there for, you know, three hours waiting for them to come in and, you know, checking all the updates and all that kind of stuff. And it's so emotional. I mean, it's still, it still gets to us and we've been doing it for years. It, it, it's just a, a happy time. The, the people who persist. Now I'm not saying if you're hurt that you should go on. If you're truly hurt, don't go on. If you're uncomfortable, so what? <laughs> Things are uncomfortable that, that are worth uh, doing. I mean, it, it, re, the reward is so great. And so we try to encourage people to go on, you know, take a rest for a while. If you need to, we've got these great warming tents at the 50 mile mark where, where, uh, you can go and sit down for a while. Uh, we have tremendous aid stations every, every five miles or so. Um, let me, let me interrupt for just a second. I'm just curious, something you mentioned about the option to drop down from the hundred yeah. to the 50. Do you ever have any runners, um, go up? that sign up for your 50 miler and opt never but yeah it's happened and we encourage that too that's cool if they want to move up right then they finish 50 and say hey can i keep going sure you can we just make the adjustment and we let them move up i don't think i ever would do that (laughs) (laughs) there there haven't been many uh, but uh, typically there's so many drop downs that it it pushes tunnel hill 50 into one of the top 10 biggest races of the year uh, on ultra running list, um, because of so many drop downs, but it's okay. I think it's, I think it's great. I think people should go for it. Well, yeah. And again, the reason that we're here is to help people take the next step. Right. Mm-hmm. And the great thing yeah. about the drop down option, because there's going to be the two sides, there's going to be, you know, death before DNF. Like I came here for a hundred, <laughs> you know, I'm not leaving until I'm, yeah. I cross yeah. the finish line yeah. or I'm dead. 
And then there's going to be the other side that goes, I don't know if I want to sign up for a hundred because I'm not sure I can do it. Right. You give people the option to your point to say, well, let me try worst Mm -hmm. case. I get back to the start and I decide, you know, that gets them to show up on race day. And I'm sure because of that, you've had more people finish a hundred that weren't sure if they could just because they got to the starting line. The second part of that though is if you are showing up determined to listen to those words, if you're showing up determined about a hundred miles, get out of 50 miles. Oh, yeah, because right? that sounds like be the hardest place to right. get out of because of that. So yeah. you have to mentally prepare yourself. The car yeah. is there. The stop is there. Turn around and leave. That is oh. it. And, um, you know, we haven't we haven't uh, given the RD the credit that he deserves. And so when he says, hey, it's going to be uncomfortable, you know, Steve's run six Barkley marathons. You've got just a lineup. So th- this is coming from a guy with experience. So He's not just saying that flippantly. He's used to being uncomfortable. Just want to yeah, I like there. it. <laughs> I, I think it's great. Uh, give me inclement weather if you can. Right. <laughs> uh, so uh, other than the warming um, tents that you guys have available at the aid station yeah. at mile 50, what other um, things can runners expect at your aid stations? Um, we have a variety of stuff, just the, the usual that what you would find at pb and j bananas oranges and um, that kind of stuff but we also mix it up and bring like egg sandwiches and we have you know bacon and eggs at at tunnel hill aid station and and uh, of course uh, grilled cheese sandwiches hamburgers hot dogs Um, we give each aid station has its own captain and jason again is in charge of those and they kind of make them their own so each one uh, tweaks it a little bit uh, and they're they're all runners themselves so they know what they like when they're doing ultras and they know how to handle runners coming in encourage them to move on get them what they need um we're gonna we're gonna help you we we want you to succeed uh, by you succeeding we succeed and that's what we're happy to see so uh, you're gonna come to the aid stations they're they're about every five miles apart since it's a double out and back, you're going to see the same one. You know, like when you get down, you go through five, then 10. And at 10, you're going to run a two and a half mile out and back to the wetland center. Now you're going to be at that aid station. You were the second, the second aid station. Then you come back, come through Tunnel Hill. I mean, a Vienna Park and you're, that's the start finish. You're about 26 and a half miles there. And you have... The next one is about three miles. And then there's a long span before the tunnel. And we're not allowed to set up aid stations everywhere. We have to find crossroads. So before the longest trestle, we have the state takes gallon jugs of water for us and puts it there. Hmm. So you will have access to water. Then you'll go run through the tunnel. And then you'll have that aid station and then you'll turn around, come back through that aid station and come on back into, uh, to tunnel Hill. I mean, to Vina park. Do runners need to be prepared? Is it, do you provide cups? Do you prefer if it, if they bring their own cups, is there things that need to be prepared with that way? We, um, almost everybody brings their own, uh, fluid bottles. Now we do have some cups in case people forget, our main sponsor is Sword. Uh, okay. I'm part of those guys, mm-hmm. but they've been with me since uh, for ten years, and so they're awesome. And the product is awesome. 
I go and get a word in there because I've seen it change races, save races. Uh, when Mike Bialik won in 2015, he was ready to stop at 75 miles. He had a huge lead. He tried it for the first time, wound up, and then within a few miles was running again. And, you know, we ran 12.52 that year. So, uh, so an we, we have we have it there and you know we have coffee and and things at night that you'll need cocoa or whatever but um each each uh, station has like little you know warming places where they can get going but again we want we want you to keep moving keep right. moving and don't listen to the people you're running with when they start talking about quitting that's another thing that causes you to quit there's comfort in in quitting with the group well those three, they, they were all quitting. We were all quitting, so we stopped. And then you find out the next day, hell, y'all were <laughs> not very many quit. So I ran into that at Barkley all the time. So as soon as they would start talking about quitting, I'd get the heck away from those guys because uh, it, it's too it's too easy to talk yourself into quitting. It's funny. The second you said, oh, there's warming places, I was like, right? I, I would need to stay away from that. So if you're listening... Mm -hmm. Sure, it sounds good to know that, but I really well, like I, I like what you're saying of keep moving. Go get some soup and coffee and whatever it takes to keep you going and going. Those guys are going to be pushing you out of there too. So good. that's it, good. Uh, so yeah. what what about the crew itself? If a runner is bringing their own crew, what considerations do, need, do they need to have? Uh, we don't allow them at the very first one, which is five miles in. It's too congested and it's not the greatest place for uh for crew anyway it's a little narrow little road and uh there's not much parking at all so the first five miles no but after that it's it you'd be surprised how spread out 600 people could get but they do and uh the next one is a much bigger station and so there's plenty of parking there so it, they're easy to find they run along we give everybody a booklet that has uh you know, all about the race and, you know, the entrance and kind of history and winners and, and, and of course a map and directions on how to get to all that. And the crew are, are vital and it's comforting for the people who have the crew and, and we do all we can to support them. So it sounds like pretty crew friendly. If I understood right, essentially the first time you're going to see your crew is at approximately the 10 mile aid station. But then after that, it sounds like it's, it's pretty yeah. accessible. Yeah, it is. Okay. Fantastic. That's really good to know. We, I take my family and I know that makes a big deal to my wife to be able to step in and see. So, so I'm going to ask you a question that is based off some research I was doing. You have seen a lot of incredible uh, performances out there. What is one that has stood out to you above and beyond? Well, how, how are you going to top a, a world record? So, 20, 2017, I get an email from Connor Holt and it's about, I don't know, two weeks before the race. Uh, and it says, do you make, do you, uh, accept elite runners? And I sent a resume with it and it was for Camille Heron. And I'm, I hate saying that I didn't know who Camille was at the time, but I just, I do race cause it's fun. Yeah. And, and I never got real involved with, um, who had the world records or who had anything. So I looked at that and I go, Oh, wow. She, she's won a lot of marathons and set the 
Guinness Book of World Records for uh, fastest time in a superhero costume <laughs> for a marathon. And oh, look at this. She won Comrades this year. Uh, so that's awesome. And so she's on Facebook. And I, I, I was born with wings and I'm going to set the world record at Tunnel Hill. So I immediately call my buddy, Brandon Wilson, the timer. He's a course measure, class A, USATF official. And he was my timer. I said, we got to get going on this. So we added timing points at the turnarounds and we made sure everything was in place. So if she did set a world record, we recovered. The last thing you want to do is somebody said run a world record and then go, oh, well, uh, whoops, I screwed up. You don't want that. <laughs> we already had all our ducks in a row as far as sanctioning certification beforehand. In fact, that's probably why I don't think she would have ever checked with us in the first place if she wouldn't seen that we already had that taken care of. And then you have to have WADA there, uh, the World Anti-Doping Association, to take drug tests right after that as well. So... To see her say, I'm going to set the world record was very exciting. The record at the time was um, 1343. Um, the local the local TV got behind it some, and we were taking video and sending it to them and posting it, and everybody was going nuts because, you know, she's flying. She'd never run, finished 100 miles before. So this was not like, oh, I, I do this all the time. But she was like, like her hair was on fire from the start. And we were like, oh, my God, is she going to burn out? And when she came through, uh, again, the record was 1343. She came through 50 miles at 607. So Dang. we were like, whoa. And <laughs> the, Connor didn't seem too worried about it. He wanted to know where uh, a good Mexican place was because she <laughs> might have some tacos. <laughs> okay, that that's awesome. And um Came back through at 76 miles, still way way ahead of pace. In fact, Harvey Lewis had run the 50 miles that year, and he was he he was going to leave to go somewhere else, and he kept paying attention. Oh, oh God, he turned around and drove an hour back so he could mm. watch it. By the time she came in, uh, it was just unless she falls down and you know kills herself, then he's going to destroy the record. So we we sent a guy down. Uh, I don't know, a few hundred yards onto the trail to call us when you see her. So he was all nervous. And uh, he says, there's somebody coming really fast with the, with the light because it's it's dark by then. And then, as you know, you have to have manual stopwatches for a world record. They, they don't just go by electronic. And you have to have um, six of them that you start at the same time. And you stop three when the first runner comes in. You stop the other three when the first of the opposite sex comes in. So the timer was there with the stop and their hands were shaking because it, it, you know, nobody wants to screw this up. There were probably 200 people aligning the finish line and just screaming and hollering. It was so awesome to see her come run in. And she was so happy because, uh, you know, she, she got what she came for and, and, and so gracious. I mean, just the nicest, the nicest lady ever. And, you know, does a little bow and did a little interview with Harvey. I don't know if you saw that on the website or not, but it is, it is pretty cool. I mean, it's hard to beat that. How, you know, how are you going to beat a world record? 
even what, though. And, and the, what was her time? Oh, 1242 40. So she was about 63 minutes. And that's Incredible. still, that's still the world record. It so is. 2017 was, um, was when that happened that attracted Zach Bitter. Yeah. So, you know, I'd met awesome. Zach at the Anchorage, uh, Alaska dome, you know, before when he was going for the hundred mile record, mm -hmm. then he ran 1208 36 the very next year, which was only 12 seconds off the fastest, uh, time not run on the track. So it was the world's best off-road. Those two, hard to beat. So when you talk about fast, you're going to run it. It's fast. You're going to so, run it and beat that. So if <laughs> if you're looking for your first one, it sounds like it's a great one to give it a go on. If you're looking to set your own PR, Tunnel Hill yeah. sounds like it. And since there's been two uh, world's best set there, then uh, it sounds Look like... The, just look at the results. Go to Ultra Sign Up, look at the results each year and see how many people finish sub 24 almost as many finish sub 24 as finish uh you know under 30 so we also give a sub 20 award as well because there's so many of those and this year i'm thinking about doing sub 16 oh wow it's just nuts we uh 2021 uh we had three runners go under 13 hours it was the first time that that's happened in an event in 25 years and only the second time ever so uh but again you don't have to be the world's fastest runner. Right. Just come and run it. It's fun. It's beautiful. We're going to take care of you. And uh, if there's something in particular you want, bring it. Uh, you can put drop bags at uh, three different locations. So there's plenty of places to get your stuff, what you can't carry with you. But we're, we're going to try to have everything that you want. So for those runners who are not the elite runners that are going to be signing up for it, I know the yeah. registration is still open even for this year. Um, mm -hmm. Are there any qualifications um, for registration like that you have to run a 50 miler or something like that beforehand? No, uh, it, it's a safe course. You know, if, if this was Western States or uh, or a course that, that was in the woods and there was risk, you know, kind of like Frozen Head State Park is, um, you know, you got to have... Uh, it, it's you can practically run without a light mm -hmm. because it's smooth the the tunnel hill people go out and blow the course with big leaf blowers uh a couple of times right before the race to try to get rid of any any uh anything that might slow them down even leaves leaves will slow you down so we try to blow those off get rid of any like limbs and such it's um it's very shaded too so if it was a sunny day then then you've got the shade going for you as well so yeah uh it's it's i think it's the place to run oh it sounds great and so for everybody listening tunnel hill it the race this year is on november 11th 11th through the 12th registration is open it's on ultra sign up we'll also link you got DurbanRaceManagement.com where you've got this race as well as other races that you put on, like you mentioned, Friends with Laz. So, uh, you know, there's some good stuff on there. Go check it out. Um, but quick summary, it's a safe course. It's a fast course. There's not much elevation. You get to run through a big tunnel. It's very crew friendly and there's a lot of good aid stations. So anything I missed? No, that's about it. It's good. The tunnel. Yeah. What's the tunnel like? Oh, that's okay. yeah. Tell the us tunnel's about the tunnel. not lighted. The tunnel's not lighted. So you come to the tunnel and you see the light at the other end. And you think, okay, I'm watching the light. 
about a third of the way through, you can't see. It's dark, <laughs> but you can see the light at the other end. So you just run along knowing that trains have gone through there. <laughs> <laughs> they can, you'll make it, you'll fit through. And uh, when you get about two thirds of the way through, now you can see again, but it, it's, it's flat out awesome. Just run towards the light. That's two, yeah. that's two football fields long. Yeah. It's yeah. long. And so if you're the crew people, go to Tunnel Hill Aid Station. It's only uh, uh, less than a quarter of a mile. Walk through the tunnel. It's fine. Got to see it. I, I want to crew you there. I will hide in the tunnel. When you <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound fun at all. You should do this race on Halloween. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what actually on Halloween, you just need to leave the stuff from Halloween out there right? and get people in the tunnel. Awesome. But Steve, look, man, we appreciate your time for everybody listening. Uh, if you're part of the ultra running guys family, thank you so much. We appreciate you. If you're new and you tuned in to check about, uh, check out tunnel Hill 100. Thanks for stopping. We hope you found this valuable. Like I said, we'll link all the stuff, but Steve, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. And if anybody contacts me and mention they saw you guys, I'll give them a special deal. That's Ooh, what I'm talking all about. All right. Tell them the ultra running guys sent <laughs> you. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I want a special deal. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, stop it. See what you can do. Oh. All right, Steve, don't quite hang up yet. But for everybody else, we'll talk soon. Cut, cut. Thank you. All right, listen, thank you so much. We recognize the fact that you are probably just hanging on just for a couple more minutes as you're finishing up your run. But really, we do want to give you a huge thank you for the constant support that you've shown us. We hear you and we feel you. And the best way for us to continue to grow is for you to share us with your friends. Tell them what you put in your ears when you're out there on a long run. Hit the like button, leave us a comment, um, leave a review, and give us some direct feedback on what you like about the show and also what you don't like. We're here to improve and do it for you. And it really means the world. And listen, if you would like to support financially, you can connect with us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the ultra running guys, or you can use the support link in the show notes. Any and all support goes directly back into growing the show and helping us get better at what we love to do, which is to serve all of you. And with that, finish up that run, get cleaned up and just show up clean, clean. <laughs>